1: Welcome to the New Books Network. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Ferry. Welcome to another rebroadcast from the RTB
0: archives. So if you had to choose between Hammond and Gertrude Stein, you would take? Oh, Gertrude Stein. Gertrude Stein. Yeah, yeah uh, That's yeah. what I thought. <music> from Brandeis University, welcome to Recall This Book, a podcast that looks backwards to see into the future. And never farther into the future than today when I speak with Samuel Delany, the brilliant and celebrated science fiction and fantasy writer. Probably he is best known for mind-bending novels like Dahlgren and gender-bending ones like Trouble on Triton. If I told you everything I respect and admire about his science fiction, uh, going back to uh, his first novel, The Jewels of Aptor in 1962. Uh, And everything I love about his Nevarian fantasy stories, we would never get to hear the man himself. So let's get right into the conversation he and I had at the Newhouse Center for the Humanities at Wellesley in February 2019, just before he gave a talk there about Afrofuturism. Chip and I, he, he goes by Chip face to face, were sitting in my office along with his friend Bill. And the conversation turned to the question of how you distinguish science fiction from other genres. Can I ask about like the, you use the word paraliterary a, mm-hmm. a lot? Is that specific to science fiction? Is that a form,
1: well? It or, just it's, yeah. it's it's it was the term for those the paraliterary genres were the genres specifically that if you have, that if in the middle of the century you asked the man on the street mm-hmm. you know l'homme moyen sensuel you know you know who who would say well that's not literature. Yeah, you know, and so it was. You know, it was science fiction, westerns, mysteries, yeah, uh, comic books, pornography. Yeah. you know. Um, now I think any of those can rise to the rise to very high art. Yeah, you know. I think all of that. There's no the, the very fact that it is a separate genre means that it has its own way of becoming. You know, it ha, there are people who can do something with it, and then there yeah. are people who who don't do very much with it. Uh, but um, I think there are people who do. Uh, mm-hmm. And there are, the, you know, they're the people. There, there, are, there are the great workers in the comic book, in the comics field, like Alan Moore, yeah, uh, and uh, you know, and and Neil Gaiman, and, and right. uh, who,
0: but but got the, gone but, on to do other things as well. Yeah, but the point of the classification would be that even if someone becomes great in that field, it's not like they earn the title literary. Like a like a great science fiction writer does not become a literary writer; they remain paraliterary Yes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Although I think there are some writers who do. Earn that one, one of the ones I'm going to be talking about this after, later on this afternoon, Theodore Sturgeon, yeah, uh, who I think is I think is just wow. some of the great writers of the the middle 20th century, yeah, uh, and who uh, uh, is just you know is is, is uh, his um, his his collected stories is is one of the is one of the best portraits of the world and from the middle the middle of the 20s you know the middle 50s through yeah. to the end of the, the yeah. to the end of the end of the century yeah. that we have yeah. uh, and some of it was science fiction and some of it was you know very borderline science fiction but it's a yeah. great it's 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 it's, a, it's it, that's great art yeah and i think that i and i would like i would much prefer to see that in a library of america edition yeah. Than, than 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 some of the stuff of um, a woman whom I very like personally very much, but I didn't think is anywhere near as interesting a writer, uh, Ursula Gwynn.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, but you, if I remember, you also have a boundary. You also don't think we should go back beyond um, Gernsback and yeah, know I to think, look I think, for earlier, like H.G. Wells. Well, it's not or, science fiction. Yeah. It's, it's, you could call, call it proto-science fiction yeah. if you want. But I, I think, think, didn't Wells call it scientific romance? Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, so I, I don't think you need to go back. I mean, there, there's a reason why the term science fiction gelled at a certain that certain point in about 1922 yeah you know there nobody you know there is one occurrence of the word science fiction in a book from 1851 uh-huh. but when you read a little earnest book about a great old subject that's yeah. a, I think that's in 1851 or 1849 uh-huh. uh, and but even there it clearly doesn't mean what we what, yeah. what Gernsbach meant yeah or what Gernsback's fans who named it science fiction yeah. Gernsback never used science fiction. Okay. He used science uh, fiction. Scientifiction. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was just too clumsy to say. And yes. then the, the fans <laughs> in their letter columns turned yeah. it into science yeah. fiction.
0: But so you think that that makes Frankenstein not science fiction? No, I think... makes the time machine not science fiction. I think, it,
1: with all due respect, yeah. I think
0: that's a crock of shit. Yeah. If I may use a word. Yeah. So,
1: yeah no, no. Uh, that's, no. We that's, don't have to beep. Uh, no, I don't think, I don't, I don't think that, uh, they're, they're gothic novels. They're got, yeah. No, and the gothic, the gothic novel is a perfectly good yeah. and reasonable genre. Yeah, you know, and, and 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 there's no point in snatching it out of one yeah. genre. It's just a, it's not just an attempt to give it to make it to give it. Uh, you know, uh, the 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 gothic novel has an, a, enough problems yeah. maintaining its own dignity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know the, the as, as it you know that uh, um, and.
0: <clears throat> how do you feel about the different labels applied to your own writing do you feel like you you have books that get lumped into one category that you really think belong in a different category or
1: if if, if anybody will read them at all i'm very <laughs> I'm very pleased yeah i mean i i call, you know the the the, the Nevarian books i think of i think of are, are basically sword and
0: sorcery yeah
1: you know and uh, or whatever you want to call them i don't yeah. think they're science fiction i think
0: they're yeah. you know uh, and, uh, do people treat them as allegorical? That is, do people take them as really being about New York during the eighties, or do people take them?
1: Well, some of them are about New York, and yeah. the, the, some yeah. of them are about New York yeah. in the eighties, like um, you know, uh, like um, uh, time, the time of plague and carnival, the, the tale of plagues, are tale, tale of, plague. of plagues and Carnivals.
0: plagues and carnival,
1: yeah, uh, which was written before we we stopped referring to AIDS as, as a, plague. a plague, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because mm. of, because it's it's uh, and. Uh, yeah. So yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Um, I was actually wondering about the role that that poetry plays in your writing. Like I really like those little verses, I guess I don't know if you call them poems, the verses inside Navarian, like the you know the the verse that people play with the balls. I went out to Barbara's. Pit. I went out He'd to
1: Babaras pit. Pit. pit, yeah. yeah. Crescent moons, great for, for a strong, first dawning, but the thanes of Garth had covered it. Mean, You've got it, yeah. yeah. No one found a place just, to sit, and uh, And Balam's key no longer fit. fit. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, do you think? I mean, is poetry important for you? Or? Yeah,
1: well, I think po- I think uh, folk I think folk poetry is always interesting, yeah. and that's just a, that's folk an attempt poetry. to use it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And I read. I like. I I like poetry, and I read a lot of poetry, and I read a lot of poetry. And there were been periods where I thought we had. We had. We, I was I was on the, the the staff of a poetry magazine for many years, mm. uh, called the Little Magazine, mm. by that was run by David Hartwell, who at a certain point decided to give it up and turn it into the the, uh, the same editorial. it beca- became the uh, what is it the New York Review of Science Fiction? Oh yeah, uh, huh. w- uh, which it survived for another few years and, t- huh. and and still is going on as the New York Review of Science huh. Fiction.
0: Um, um, come in. So we never did get back to finish that discussion about poetry. That knock was Delaney getting summoned to speak to a Wellesley class about writing AIDS. Uh, And then unfortunately, right when we got started again, about 90 minutes later, and um, we had returned to talking about one of my own favorite writers, I had just turned on a ridiculously noisy coffee machine. What,
1: what 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 stories are you talking about? You're uh, the infamous Phil K Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Is he infamous in your opinion? I was never a Phil K. Dick fan. <laughs> no kidding, no. really. Yeah. I like his non I like his non-science fiction very much. Yeah. I like his you know yeah. Memoirs of a Crap Artist, yeah. Mary and the Giant. I I edited yeah. Mary and the Giant. Oh
0: no kidding. Yes. Have you ever read that early one in Milton Lumpke territory? Uh no. About the I typewriter salesman. No, I haven't. Uh, I like that one. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I've, the science fiction never never got to me. Yeah. I don't think I've ever finished Man in the High Castle.
0: Yeah. yeah. And do Androids Room of Electric Sheep? You're not a fan of that one?
1: Um, I like the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Blade Runner.
0: Sure. And there's sugar behind you, too, if you want. Yeah. I like the book better than the movie, but I know I'm I'm basically alone in that. Most everyone loves the movie more. Well
1: I don't I don't think I, I don't think I ever I don't think I ever read the book all the way through. Yeah. Again, as I said, I was never a Philip Gott. I don't know why. Yeah. I just it just seemed very pedestrian. Well you, I mean you, know? you care about the language. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I wouldn't say he's like Yes. His politics are fascinating. Cars. I mean they are fascinating. That's that's actually. what's that's what's good. I mean he has yeah. a he has a sense of the ordinary guy. Yep. That I think is great. But that's for me that's the high point of you Will. Know, yeah. Uh,
0: you know, I have a friend who just wrote an article about him and it turns out he was very pro life. Did you know that? Like he was I'm not surprised fierce about abortion rights. Do you want milk or sugar? Huh? Yeah. I'm
1: also Yeah, he I do know that. I know he got into a big argument with Joanna Russ, who is one of my favorite writers.
0: I love her. Yeah. yeah. And
1: uh, that they you know and uh,
0: but so, Chip, something that you were saying reminded me of something you said about the sentence, like, is that, that the sentence is the most important unit of writing for you. Yeah, for me, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
1: and, and I think, and I and I do, I go along with um, Stein, that the paragraph is the emotional unit right. of the English language. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But you also have it as, a, it's also a point about the sentence instead of the word. I think, like, the part that I was reading was apropos of your skepticism about the, the, the idea of the logos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So is that is that how you think of your own writing? Do you think of it as sentence sentence Basically, making? Basically, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And is that different for science fiction versus fantasy versus other kinds of? No, writing?
1: I don't think that's where the difference lies. I think all writing requires that, but I think there. I think uh, the science fiction you, science fiction allows some combinations of words. Science fiction is a genre, and it's a genre that that is distinguished because certain things can happen in the language in science fiction that don't happen anyplace else. Yeah. Um, that certain col- science fiction tends to put, make, take the literal. Me- if it has a choice between a figurative meaning and a literal meaning, it's the of the figure. The literal meaning is already opened. Yeah. It's always open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, uh, her world exploded. You know, yeah. it's not an emotionally muzzy metaphor. It can yeah. actually mean that a planet belonging yeah. to a woman blew, blew up, right. as in pr- Princess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Princess uh, yeah. Leia. Or yeah, a, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, her world exploded.
0: Yeah, I see. So science fiction is like yeah. actualization. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Or so, yeah. yeah, and or you know, yeah. or you know, or he turned on his left side, which and you know, which is insomnia, tossing. Yeah, but, a, you but, but you can turn your... on. Yeah, you can turn on the. the switch on your sinestral flank yeah and there are all these these you know um uh, the door dilated yeah uh, which is a line from a Harlan Ellison from a, yeah. from a Heinlein novel yeah uh, which knocked Harlan Ellison's socks off once, yeah. because it meant that the uh, you know that the door had literally dilated yeah, yeah. you know that the, 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 there was an iris aperture yeah. thing yeah Yeah,
0: you know in Star Trek they always make that joke whenever they like find a 20th century spaceship they'll always walk up to the door and say oh the door is broken and then somebody has to go and like (laughs) 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 yeah right (laughs) Mm -hmm. this door is not dilating but you know but I was thinking of another connection when I was reading that um, Chip which is like which is in the Nevarian books, you're also, it seems like one of the things you're talking about in Nevarian is that the, there's kinds of, that, that language is a, a, a powerful force also. Yes. There's mm-hmm. that image of language. It's like if you write people's names down, you can control them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Well, I think that's, that's always been, a, you know. Um, that, that that's well in the very inference of the gods to have you no know, the, the gods are those who cannot be named yeah you know, they have a whole series of nameless gods yeah you know it's not just one nameless god they are all they're all, they're all they're all they're really important gods you just don't name yeah you know, yeah. Uh-huh one of the things in the Neverian, I, I don't know have you read the entire sequence yeah. oh you have okay well yeah. you know well you know it, it doesn't get capitalism doesn't get invented until money gets yeah, invented right. <laughs> yeah money
0: yeah. Right, well I was sort of wondering whether writing was the moment that capitalism gets invented or it, well was, yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah.
1: Uh, well, you know, and 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 it, it and it follows the Levi Strauss thing. What is writing used for to keep track of the work of slaves?
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know what, yeah, the, yeah.
1: what what's the basic use right for writing is? You yeah, know, you know, to, to, yeah. To, to make sure you know what the you know what the slaves are producing.
0: Yeah. So I I was reading uh, how important Levi Strauss was to you. It sounds like you were reading Levi Strauss the same moment that. I was reading some before yeah. I do. I started reading mm-hmm. Levi Strauss when people
1: when people mm-hmm. first
0: started reading him. Yeah, yeah. like in the mid-60s then. Yeah, or, right. Yeah, um, right. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So before a lot of the post-structuralist stuff had been translated into English, that Levi Strauss comes before...
1: Yeah, well, he yeah. was the first. He yeah. was the first
0: that got right. translated. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I had a big open-ended question, and I kept trying to get a less open-ended way of asking it, but basically I was wondering about the ways that people think about the categories of race and sexuality and gender have changed a lot in the decades you've been writing. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. How,
0: has that, did that, did those change, do you, are you aware of those changes being, did they make a difference for you in your writing, or...?
1: Um, well, yeah. Well, they make a difference. Certainly, they make a big difference about the way I live.
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't. You know, I. I mean, Stonewall
1: didn't happen until I was twenty-seven yeah. years old. Yeah. I, you yeah. Know, yeah. I, you know, and I was. You know. And You've now, been
0: published writer for like seven years by then, or eight years. Right. Yeah. That's and a, I.
1: You know. And 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 uh, I was one of the first people to come out in science fiction. Yeah. Even before Stonewall. Yeah. You know, but um, I didn't. But you know, and those were the ones that got me the prizes. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, things like I and Gamora, and yeah. uh, and time considers the helix of semi precious yeah. stones. Yeah. Uh, those are the ones that got got the Nebula Wars. It's, it was almost. I've often said that if. Gay, you know, if gay people didn't exist, um, straight people would have had to invent them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then also you had both because, like- because
1: the science fiction writers of America was not a gay friendly organization. Yeah. Boy was it not. Yeah. I mean it was it was not sensitive at all. You know, I mean some of the things that went on in the, the newsletter were enough to curl your toes. But at the same time, uh, they were very they, they the, the, the things that when you wrote about something like that, people like people like to hear them, and those are the yeah. ones that got the, got the prizes.
0: Was it, w- were you more aware of it being a, of, of issues around being gay, or was it, was was race or sexuality, a mo- like in the science fiction world, were they both things that were threatening for you? I know you've read, you've written about like, you know, moments where you felt like put on the spot because yeah, it right, race yeah. The article I had in mind is called Racism and Science Fiction and it appeared in 1998, but it's about a moment in 1968 when at an awards banquet, the Young Delaney won two Nebula Awards, which is kind of like winning two National Book Awards in different categories. As he walked by Isaac Asimov's chair, Asimov said in a stage whisper, you know, Chip, we only voted you those awards because you're Negro. Yeah. In fact, Asimov, you mentioned as yeah. someone who said, although, something and
1: he was making a joke. Know. He was he was right. making a joke when they right when I, when I when I he was making a joke, but it was right. a reminder. He, but I took it like as a reminder, is, you know, nobody's going to ever forget it. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, here we are. You know. Here we are giving you another prize. Giving you. Giving you a. You know. Giving you your second prize of the
0: evening. Yeah. But
1: you are black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and here we are in twenty eighteen and nineteen, and N.K. Jemison is running out right, no, this right, same thing, yeah, which is uh-huh. basically like she's guilty of winning a prize while black.
1: Right. Know? Yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, but but it didn't. It clearly didn't deter you. But it must have. Did yeah. it, do you think it shaped?
1: I don't know. I don't, I, I, yeah. I I do not know. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But I was also thinking. I mean, when you're talking about. The you know the the gay unfriendliness of the world. I was also thinking that in you know novels like Triton, mm-hmm. you're also talking about trans identity too. Yes, and you're talking yeah, right. about you're talking about all k- kinds of gender categories.
1: Sure, yeah. I'm, one of the things that I'm, i may I hope I get a chance to talk about. It. Um, one of the I'm ta- basically going to be t- largely going to be talking. I'm talking about th- th- uh, Theodore Sturgeon's more than um, um more than human. Mm. Uh. And um, his first novel is the novel of transgender revenge it's really it's really quite but amazing what novel is it it's called the dreaming jewels or it was called the synthetic man
0: and it's yeah
1: it's 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 really an amazing little uh-huh. novel, and it's about it's about a little a young man who runs off to the run runs off to the circus and lives as a girl for uh-huh. <laughs> for, for, for lives, yeah. lives as a, you know and 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 has some strange powers, uh, yeah. which are. Presented pretty believably. Yeah. But you know, but it's it it allows him to it allows him his concern about gender and things like that is just not the same as 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 yeah you know, yeah as everybody else's yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So do you think it's so? Then it sounds like I was sort of thinking you might say it's an easier world now for people who are wanting to. Explore, or be experimental, but you you wouldn't say that. I mean, it,
1: I think it's I think it's it, it, as soon as it's, as soon as it's there was no at the time at that time this was this was a book that was written pre Christine Jorgensen yeah right pre you know yeah. pre
0: uh, but it was um, yeah I think about things like Robert Heinlein's By His Bootstraps right yes yeah. yeah, you know yeah, yeah, sure. not the friendliest way. yeah or, or Friday or you know or yeah the, or
1: or I Will Fear No Evil yeah, he, yeah you yeah, know yeah. where where he you know where he, where, he, you know, he ca- he carries a woman's consciousness inside yeah. his own body yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and things like that.
0: Yeah, I should look back at that again. Yeah, actually.
1: yeah. yeah. Fair, fair, um, it's, un- it, the problem is, is those later novels are unreadable. They are unreadable. They, they, they really are, are but they But nevertheless, what yeah. they're about is still interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and certainly, Tr- and Triton was an attempt to, to, to write some of those things sideways. You know, sideways. Yeah,
0: did you do you do you think it was received that way? Because I read it now and I just think it's an amazing book. I well, it's thank totally, you. Yeah, it, you're welcome. <laughs> but I, I I really value it. I I love teaching it and um, yeah. But um, but do you think people took that? What do you think they got? What was going on? Or? I think
1: like some of them got. Some of them yeah. did Um, um, I I a friend of mine, a a transgender woman, said that she, the Triton, made her. Th- Put off, her, uh, tra- um, put off her uh, her her transitioning uh, for several years because she wanted to really question whether she really wanted to do Interesting. And then wow. she said, "But then when she decided, she decided she really knew what she was doing." Yeah. And so she said, "I have great. I thank you for that. Um, <laughs> you know, well, I didn't rush you." Yeah. So that yeah. was very nice. Yeah. That's great.
0: It just made me think about what I love about your books, about how complicated your writing is. Mm. And that sort of made me wonder, you know, all of the lovely meta-referential games that you're playing with Steiner and, you know, the what? different characters yeah. inside Nevarian. Do you think, Do you think of what you're doing as... Writing fiction, which happens to have some criticism in it, or is it your writing theory in I the do, form of a novel? Or, uh, yeah,
1: that's a good question. I think yeah. I I usually have an argument. I usually have an argument yeah. that I want to, to, to uh, although I don't want it. I want it to be an open open ended argument. Yeah, uh, like um, like um, like um, Trouble on Trident. Yeah, for instance, um, you you know I, basically the The old question is: Is this guy nuts? Yeah. Or is he? Or is there, is that guy? Not, or is he hopeless? Or is there? You know, is there hope? Yeah. And I think I keep, I have, a, I have my opinion.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's you. You have to get to the last sentence of the book. Yeah. To figure out what my what my opinion is. Yeah. You know, I think he's nuts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was sort of surprised by that actually when yeah, I got I to the end. Yeah, I was. You know, but
1: I. But but people. But people have said. <clears throat> that he's it's, he's actually pretty sympathetic. I've had you know guys say, "Well, he's pretty sympathetic," you know, not at the beginning. He's just absolutely intolerable at the beginning, but yeah. by the end, you realize this, this poor nut is, yeah. is nuts. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Can I read you one of my favorite lines uh, from? Sure. Uh, this is uh, inside in De Varian. I'm not sure exactly where it is, but it's you're describing how being in the world of Marian works, you say, imagine going to a wonderful gallery exhibit. Do you remember this? With an intelligent, witty, well-spoken, a deeply cultured friend, an expert in the period, richly informed on the customs and economics of the time. Um, and a, a friend who you only wished, as the two of you walked from painting to painting, would shut up. Shut up. up yes. <laughs> <laughs> so is that how you think that, about this? Was this this yeah. this
1: this this was not me. This was Elizabeth Lynn. Oh. Uh, in fact, I I ascribe it to Elizabeth Lynn yeah. who said this at a party. Yeah. She liked them. She said, you know, and 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 I thought, what a what a great. What a great description of the Navarian! Yeah, so I included it.
0: Do you take it as a compliment, or well,
1: not as a compliment? I think it's accurate. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it it, it what you, you said you you said, um, are, am I am I a Proust fan? Well, it's yeah. kind of Proust like, you know. Yeah. it's a, Proust is like that, you know. Um, you it, at a certain point you wonder how long is he going to go on? How long yeah. is the sentence going to go on? yeah <laughs> you know yeah uh, and I do I have a great deal of respect for this Chandler Hammond yeah. tough guy quick
0: yeah you know sense yeah. yeah
1: which would, yeah. which I'm always aspiring towards but yeah. then I'm, Hemingway and
0: the six word short story right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but that's not you
1: no no I you know although I, I although I'm although I'm always dragging it behind me
0: yeah yeah that's actually really interesting yeah hmm. so you're not so if you had to choose between Hammond and Gertrude Stein, you would take... Oh,
1: Gertrude Stein. Gertrude Stein. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, why. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think she's one of the great
1: critics of... The great critics of, of the... And, and a great... I used to go, and I used to go <clears throat> on New Year's Eve, there was a place called the Paula Cooper Gallery in New York, yeah. and for from 19... Before 1982 until the place closed down we would go to, and every year we would alternate between reading Finnegan's Wake wait, pa, wait, pa, wait, paragraph by paragraph yeah. and Leading the Makings of Americans wait which gallery was this? the Paula Cooper Gallery yeah
0: I went to that I you, went to that when I was in the end of college, like 1989 there you go Were you, I'm surprised yeah. if you yeah. kind at of
1: 3 o'clock in the morning you might have seen me reading uh, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah the Paula Cooper Gallery wow yeah oh, Paula amazing. Cooper yeah mm-hmm. wow.
1: uh, no I would I uh, yeah I like to I I read I used to read there basically me and Richard Castellanos would get together and and we and, and, and I think over the 15 years I did that yeah I must have read all of Finnegan's Wake Out Loud wow or at least you know or at least been you know because we invariably, what would happen is we would take every other paragraph, uh, Richard and I, and invariably at three o'clock in the morning, on you know, on this, on the, after the first day, the next three readers wouldn't show up. Yeah,
0: and we just go on reading. That's awesome. You know, and so we we just uh, read. we gotta get one of those in Boston. Yeah, we, we need that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Chip, thanks a lot, and on behalf of the podcast too, thanks well, thank a lot. thank you. I really, oh, this is fun. It. Yeah, but, uh, it was really fun. Recall this book is the brainchild of John Plotz and Elizabeth Ferry and is affiliated with public books and today was recorded at the Newhouse Center for the Humanities at Wellesley College. Our music comes from a song by Eric Chaslow and Barbara Cassidy, Fly Away. You may be interested in checking out our recent interview with Madeline Miller, author of Circe, and my conversation with the comic novelist Steve McCauley. Upcoming episodes also include a conversation with the poet David Ferry. Finally, thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed today's show, it would be incredibly helpful to us if you took a minute to write a review or just rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.